Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Yeah. Good morning, good morning, WFAN. It's week two. September 14th. It is officially Thursday right now. I know we're going to talk baseball because I set that up with the calls, but I just got to say, man, I love the NFL and the NFL season, how it keeps rolling along. The, the Thursday night football thing, it just it doesn't give us too much time. We're still talking about Sunday night football, Monday night football. Here comes Thursday night football. And there's no time to waste. So the Vikings will face the Eagles. I like it. I like it a lot. Kirk Cousins, you like that? I do like that. Captain Kirk, bounce back. Justin Jefferson, the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager. Like, go there and do some work on a Thursday night and have those Philly fans sad on national television. I'd love to see it. The Ravens versus Bengals. Now, the Ravens got a win in week one, but they didn't perform well. Not at all. Not to their standards. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was very tearful, crying before the game, making his return to the NFL. He didn't do squat in that game. Ravens-Bengals is a rivalry between two quarterbacks that are paid-paid. Let's see it. The Seahawks-Lions. Man, come on. We got some good matchups right away. The Seahawks have to bounce back. They're supposed to have a good defense. They gave a couple coins to Geno as well. The Lions, they're kings of the world. They've been resting. They've been chilling. Remember Thursday Night Football a week ago when they knocked off the Chiefs? The Colts at Texans. Rookie quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson versus C.J. Stroud in a battle in a battle of bottom feeders in the AFC South. The Bears and the Bucks. Justin Fields, what's up, bro? Are you a franchise quarterback? You were drafted after Zach Wilson. I like what I saw out of Tampa Baker. Tampa Baker Mayfield with that stiff arm. I'll never get over that. I, I just like I like quarterbacks that don't play soft. And I know you're, you're supposed to protect yourself. I think I, I heard Boomer Esiason with a drop about Trevor Lawrence telling Justin Fields, or not Justin Fields, telling Anthony Richardson, you know, the, the hits add up in this league. Protect yourself. Bro, Anthony Richardson is the size of a tight end. He'll be all right. Bears, Bucks. Bucks looking to go 2-0, opening up Raymond James Stadium right across from George M. Steinbrenner Field. And uh, Baker woke up feeling dangerous, stiff-arming cornerbacks, telling him to get their weight up. <laughs> the Chiefs. 
with a little rematch against the Jaguars. They knocked off the Jaguars, as you remember, first round um, that Patrick Mahomes went down in the playoffs, and Chad Henney came in to save the day. He did well. The Jets definitely should bring him in for a workout, but I just think the Chiefs are going to be pissed off. I don't know how much they're going to be targeting Kadarius Toney. Travis Kelsey, all you're hearing about is him and Taylor Swift. Is he going to play? The Packers and Falcons, that's an that's an old-school NFC matchup right there between two quarterbacks that uh, I would have never picked these guys. A kid out of Utah State and Cincinnati facing off in the NFL years later, Jordan Love versus Desmond Ritter. Really, the matchup is Aaron Jones versus Bijan Robinson. The Raiders versus the Bills. That's an old-school AFC matchup. The Raiders go out there to Orchard Park. The Bills better get their act together. Stephon Diggs is hilarious. There was a hot mic in the uh, media session with the Buffalo Bills, and one of the reporters wasn't sitting far enough from the mic, and they caught him, and what he said on the mic was, he'll look in my face, talking about Stephon Diggs, he'll look in my face and say, F you. That's how he treats everybody. That's not nice. That's not good, Stephon Diggs. I'm not surprised. You should hear some of the other shenanigans off the field about Stephon Diggs. Anyway, the Chargers and Titans. Ryan Tannehill sucks. <laughs> like, I did a stream on Bleacher, Bleacher Report today. I said the five play, here's five players that need to get traded. I'm like, the Titans need to go ahead and get anything for Tannehill. Why'd you draft young quarterbacks back-to-back years in Malik Willis and Will Levis? Go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. You got all these young quarterbacks playing. You got two facing off in your division, uh, Richardson and C.J. Stroud. Send Tannehill anywhere. He's a turnover machine. Nissan Stadium. The Chargers are looking for their first win, and I think Herbert will go there and get that. The 49ers versus the Rams. The Rams got to win. The Niners got to win. But Niners, Rams, the Niners want some get back because the Rams used to get them every time. I think the Niners keep on rolling. I, I will, I will, I promise you, I will put respect on Brock Purdy's name because going into this season, I said, eh, coming off the injury, kid got his arm snapped. Eh, it's not so easy for him to be the guy. Eh, he won seven in a row when he was the third-string quarterback, kind of like Nick Foles having that run to the Super Bowl, underdog, nobody thinking you could do it, sneaking up on people. He's not sneaking up on anybody anymore. Kid looks like something out of high school musical. Well, he might look like a 13-year-old little boy, but that's a grown-ass man. Brock Purdy, 49ers, I'm dreading that game when the Dallas Cowboys have to face them. The Giants going out to the Cardinals in the desert. They need a win. You can't let Dallas beat you twice. That's all I'm going to keep saying. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Gannon, the head coach out there, this guy's hilarious. I don't know if you guys remember, I used to have Trey Wingo um, on the show. Trey is great. Trey actually ended up being, like, somewhat of, like, a, I don't know, Twitter DM mentor. Followed me on Twitter. Uh, I remember he'd see me going back and forth with people on Twitter, and he's like, don't bother, don't do that. I'm like, no, I, I that's what I do. Like, that, that's where they found me. Like, I was born in this. <laughs> I came from the Twitter sphere going at people. But Trey's a great guy, and I saw his tweet today uh, where he goes, he goes, hear me out, little typo, hear, H-E-R-E, should have been H-E-A-R. Hear me out. Actual Actual fans know this. He put that on a quote tweet because the Arizona Cardinals actually put out there Spread the word, Bird Gang. Coach says, I want the fans to be loud on defense, quiet on offense. Pass the word along. Giants fans know in the stadium when they're on defense, come on, everybody, get loud, make noise. You see it on the big screen. And then when they're on offense, it says quiet offense at work. 
And anybody that watches football live knows that's what you're supposed to do. Anywho, uh, looking forward to the Giants going to Arizona and running the football. Go back to what you did last year. Don't get too cute because you have a couple new guys that can catch passes that got some speed. Run the football, establish the run, then hit them with the pass. Anyway, the Jets-Cowboys game. The opening of Jerry World. Whether I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan since I was five years old and doing this for 30 years or not, this is not going to be sweet. It's not going to be a walk in the park. I know that everybody has optimism and hope that Zach Wilson turns into an NFL quarterback and can go into Dallas and shock the world because Dallas has been very fraudulent in the past. They have had some letdowns, but they're not going to have a letdown this weekend, and this kid is not going to be ready in uh, a week, in a week that everybody's talking about him again, in a week that has been extremely emotional for his teammates and everyone in that building. This kid's not going to be ready to go in there and just get a win and lead them to victory, in my opinion, whether I'm a fan of the team or not. I think it'll be a good game, though, because there's that much talent on the Jets, and those guys aren't giving up on their season. So the defense, Zach Wilson doesn't step out there on defense. Special teams, Zach Wilson doesn't step out there on special teams. Those guys will do enough to keep them in the game, but ultimately, the Dallas Cowboys, they shouldn't lose that game, and I don't think they will. The Commanders, they need to change that name ASAP. They'll wait till next year. Commanders versus Broncos, two of the richest owners in the sport, and uh, the Broncos are fraudulent. The Commanders could go out there and beat them. I don't care about that game at all. I don't need to see one snap. But the Dolphins-Patriots game, huh, I like that kind of party. So the the Patriots lost in Foxborough, and uh, they honored Tom Brady and took the L to the, the Eagles. They need to find a way to win, but... You know, Tua, I saw Tua today. They asked Tua, you know, what do you think about people saying you can't throw the deep ball? He's like, I don't care. I don't care what people say about me. 466. I don't care. <laughs> like, I had 466 passing yards in the game. I don't, I, like, I don't care what you have to say about my arm. I don't care what you have to say about my weight, about my body, about anything about me. Go watch the film. Good for Tua. The Dolphins versus Patriots. That could get interesting. Saints, Panthers. Saints should roll them. Panthers, I just don't know about. Um, I hope they protect that kid, Bryce Young. That little boy needs some help. And that's, is that, what's that, Monday night? There's a the Monday night doubleheader. So that's Monday night at 7.15. And then also there's Brown Steelers division rivalry Monday night at 8.15. And uh, Kenny Pickett, my boy, he's got to bounce back. And I think he will. I think he can. Uh, but I, I know that Brown's defense with Miles Garrett, breathing down his neck, and uh, those corners they have over there, it's not going to be easy. And with Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson and Elijah Moore and Donovan Peoples-Jones, like the Browns are, they're looking like they might be all right this year. So that's the Week 2 NFL slate, 877-337-6666. If you've got anything about, you know, these games or these matchups or players that are hurt or players that are going to step up or bounce back, it is Week 2, flush Week 1 down the drain. It is what it is. Now we're going to talk to the baseball fans that have called the fan because how much can we really talk about Zach Wilson? We've done that enough the last three years. My guy Seymour in Hudson Valley on the fan. What's up? All right, you're on hold. Let's try John out in Brooklyn. What's going on, Keith? There he is. Uh, You know, I'm in here, you know, switch studios. I don't know. It's something with the signals. I'm in the uh, 
uh, Evan and Tiki studio now, and I got this last two hours on the fan to talk to the greatest fans in the world about the Jets and the Giants, but the Yankees and the Mets are still in season, so we can do that as well. Facts. Um, with all the Yankees, like, misdiagnosing, so, like, Rizzo, or, like, Loisega coming back, like, Cortez, or being laid on judge. Do you Trevino. think that's a problem with the medical staff? Yeah. Like, do you think yeah. I actually got fired in the medical staff or just luck? Nah. I mean, like, they did that already. I, I had a night where I was talking about how disappointed I am in, in the fact that this is the greatest city. It was recent. Greatest greatest city in the world with, you know, some of the best doctors. And any type of thing that's wrong with you from your head to your toes, they have 20 doctors in this city that can can help you with that. And it seems like the Yankees just always miss the mark on diagnosing their players, treating their players, and taking care of guys that they literally need to win games. There's too many injuries every year. They lead the league in IL stints. And this year, this is an indictment on them this year because there were so many guys that they misdiagnosed. When I watched that game in L.A. with Judge, Judge ran into that wall. They should have took him off the field. But it's not football. They leave guys out there. Judge can wave them off. Oh, I'm good. Judge can even talk to Fox and say, yeah, I think the wall took the worst of it. No, our season took the worst of it, Judge. And the Yankees should have been smarter with Aaron Judge because he did the same thing when he dove for that ball and he cracked his first rib. He stayed in the game. Get him out and start treating him right then and there. With with Rizzo getting concussed, we all saw that that weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend. They're playing the Padres. Everyone's watching that game. Tatis takes that step back. You see his neck shake, and we're all like, oh, man, that looked rough. But it's not football, so they don't treat it like a real concussion. And then we see the two worst months of Anthony Rizzo's career, and we're thinking, oh, he's just regressed. He's 33 years old. This guy, this guy, this guy sucks now. After, like, that, that night he had the Mandalorian bobblehead night, and he went crazy, like, I thought he was going to have a big year this year, but I blame the Yankees for misdiagnosing that. Trevino had a, a bum wrist. He came into spring training with a bad wrist. They had to shut him down in June, July. He couldn't go anymore, right? Nestor Cortez comes back for one game against the Astros. He throws the hardest pitch he ever threw. Can't make his next start in Miami. He was supposed to be a homecoming for the guy. What, what happened there? Loisega, like you just mentioned. The Martian, UCL tear. Like It's just like it, you know, one thing after another. Um, super frustrating. I know there's obviously bad luck and some things you can't control, but it is part of the Yankees' DNA since 2019 when they had the whole next man up, which I called hashtag replace for 28, and we don't even really talk about chase for 28 anymore, but I thought that year we had a chance with all the replacement players like a Mike Talkman, like Gior Shella. You know what I'm saying? I thought we had a chance for those guys to uh, get back to the World Series, but they're always hurt. And they're always misdiagnosing injuries. Even like Harrison Bader when he was here. He was hurt a bunch of times. And I don't know. Like they got to figure that out. It's not Steve Donahue's fault. I mentioned Steve Donahue a few times in the last couple weeks. Because in 2019, they had old Stevie become emeritus. Hey, Stevie, just fall into the background. You're not really running the operation here. You're too old. We'll bring in some younger people that don't know what they're doing either. Yes, and one more point. I heard on people saying so for Mike Trout to replace him for a center fielder. <laughs> Do you think that's a good move? I think that's. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So let's go get let's go more, get a, let's go get guy. another old player in Mike Trout. That's that's got a, a terrible injury history. Um, let's go get a a, a thirty two going on thirty three year old player who is hurt every single year and misses time. Who's got a huge contract? I'm like no, like can we can we not with that? Thanks. Thank you.
Have a great night, too. You too. Thanks for the call, John. Oh, the Yankees grind my gears. <laughs> Seymour and Hudson Valley, you ready to rock or what? Yes, sir. Thank you for not hanging up on me. I don't hang up on people. I want to talk to you guys. Like I, I you're taking the time out to listen to me talk about sports. I'm letting you into my sports mind. You call 877-337-6666 to share your thoughts and and talk to me live on air. I appreciate it. I'm not hanging up on people. I'm not trying to fight with people. I'm not trying to argue with anybody or be nasty or yell or none of that. Yes, sir, and that's why you're the man of the people, Keith. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> also the people. I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but talking about the Mets real quick, I, I understand it's football, great time to be, uh, I mean, it was for a minute, a great time to be a New York Jets fan, Giants fan, uh, but for the Mets, I, I'm kind of looking forward at the future right now in this aspect. What do you see for Buck Showalter moving forward. Are we going to get Carlos Beltran as our manager? Is he going to pick up that last final contract of the, of the year next year? Uh, I understand we got David Stearns. I, which... I hate that they're trying to like bring Buck out to pasture. He's 67 mm-hmm. years old. If he wants to manage till he's 70, let him let him do that. Like, do, like has anyone asked Buck? Have I missed that? Or the media? I don't think they're there yet because we're still in season. I don't think the, the Mets journalists and media members are asking Buck about coming back next year. I, I don't think this is Buck's fault at all. I think Buck is a really smart baseball mind. And um, if he wants to continue managing, this is it for him. He came back. This is He's not getting another gig. Like He's not getting another job. He came back to baseball, and it was Mary Buckmas, and everybody loved the hire, and there was so much pomp and circumstance around, wow, look at the Mets. They got the guy that everybody should have got over the years. Why now are they trying to, like, euthanize him like why are they trying to like all right you know there's too many young players and we're like no if buck buck is the manager he won 101 games last year this is this like the same way they're talking about giving cashman a mulligan and all this year is just an aberration and all these things went wrong i don't think that this should count against buck and i feel like if buck wants to be here till he's 68 69 70 and beyond if he still Mm -hmm. loves the game if he's still sharp which is it seems like both of those are true then he's your manager who are you going to get? Like you mentioned, Carlos Beltran. How yeah. do we know Carlos Beltran is ready to be a manager better than Buck, with all the experience I mean, Buck's ha- Buck has versus no experience? I mean that's true. And looking at Tony Larusa as well, that's a that's an example of him not panning out to be what the White Sox envisioned him for him for to get out of the Cardinals when he was with the Cardinals. Well, he was drawn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like Bruce Bochy. <laughs> Bruce Bochy did a good job this year, but there's some things you can't control. You can't control Jacob DeGrom getting hurt, Nate Evaldi mm-hmm. getting hurt, Max Scherzer getting hurt, uh, mm-hmm. Josh Josh Young getting hurt. Like, you, you, you can't control injuries, and you also can't control that bullpen completely blowing it. When they went to get Chapman, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. They thought Chapman <laughs> still had it. The Yankees, the Yankees told you Chapman was cooked. The Yankees showed the world Chapman was cooked. <laughs> That's why he was with the Royals. They tra- they went and made that trade with the Royals like Chapman was going to come over there and, and be the closer. They couldn't even use him as the closer. He was blown in the seventh. Yeah, speaking of closers, I, I don't even know if Edwin Diaz should pitch this season. Like, it would be great to see him come out maybe. But... No, no, no yeah. need. But you know what? Going into next year, you got him from game one to 162 in the postseason. Yes, sir. Uh, and real quick side question about I don't know if you saw in the news recently with minor league baseball, Rumble Ponies made 
uh, the playoffs for the first time since 2017 with young guys like Luis Angel Acuna and Jet Williams and Kevin Parada coming up through the system. Uh, what do you think that will mean for David Stearns to possibly even use them as trade pieces to get the uh, the, the big names that are po- probably even lingering out there that we, we don't even know yet further down the line? I don't think he's trading those kids. I think they got plans for the future. They, they, they want those to be like – cornerstones they want these kids to be Mets that come up homegrown uh Mm -hmm. I think they've done enough of bringing in these outside guys and these free agents or making trades for guys like you know I I I don't know I think those guys are going to stay and and great that they've had success I was actually thinking today like with all of these young kids coming up to play for the Yankees like the rail riders are usually you know in the mix of the playoffs and the championship every year I'm like who's playing for them Not Josh Donaldson. <laughs> Josh Donaldson hit a homer with the Brewers uh, AAA affiliate. Oh, of course he did. It's his first first time coming up through the ranks, first time being a Brewer. Like Man, I, I, I love the fact that Josh Donaldson isn't on the team anymore. I thought he was going to try and come back. I, like, I literally thought after that like 60-day IL he was going to come back and they were going to force him on us. That's, that's one thing that I give the Yankees two thumbs up on, just, just telling him, hey, go, bro, like, the Brewers picked you up. Go. Get out of here. You're done. You hey, don't have to see him anymore. There's a long way to go, man. And, Keith, thank you for taking my call. Uh, shout out to Tuna. I love the stories that you mentioned on the fan. And also, <laughs> uh, baby uh, McPherson. Um, yeah, Jack, uh, Jack and Tuna. Jackson you, and, and, and Tooney. Thanks, Seymour. Appreciate uh Seymour is, is a cool kid that I've met literally sitting in the bleachers. You know, Mets fans. I, I always run into random Mets fans, like, in the middle of Section 203. Like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> I swear it has happened to me at least 10 times. See someone with a Mets hat, like, it's like Mets fans, Mets fans' safe area where it really isn't a safe area at all. They buy tickets in Section 203, but shout out to Seymour, who obviously follows me. And, uh, you know, on the radio, I can't bring my son on the radio. I can't bring my cat on the radio. But my online persona, you know, I can show you, like, at home, like, you know, people are hating on me on the internet. You're hating on a guy that is uh, feeding his cat treats and petting his cat on the couch, uh, w- watching Sports Center while my son is um, in the bouncer underneath me, drooling all over himself. I'm literally daddy daycare all day and and playing with my my cat, throwing slinkies around my apartment, and um, that's that's all I do. Like my wife is in Miami right now. Um, I'm I'm just taking care of my my cat and my kid and coming to work at night. Just just a regular dude, man. But if you follow my Instagram, I try to, you know, throw them out there a little bit so people can see, like, I'm not whatever you think I am. Like, I am just a uh, regular dude. I'm blessed to be on WFAN because I'm a wild sports fan. Like, that's, like, it's it's actually a problem. Like, my grandmother said, like, you've been like this since you were young. You used to watch a game and then be talking everybody up about it and nobody saw the game and nobody cared what you had to say. Like, at five, at, like, seven, (laughs) like, you know. I used to, like I, I told you guys, I used to be down there in Jacksonville watching the Braves. Oh, like, every summer I got sent to Jacksonville and they didn't have the Yankees on. And I just, like, I missed chunks of, like, Yankee history then. But I was down there watching friggin' Marquise Grissom. Butch is in South Yonkers on the fan. What's up, Butch? Keith, what's going on, brother? Holding it down till 2 a.m. Yeah, that's it. I see you doing anything. Hey, you see the baseball season starting to roam out, out to form right now. Astros are getting healthy and they kind of took over the top of that division. Yeah, and uh, I think I think them and the Braves are going to be in the World Series again. I think so too. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for a Braves Dodgers NLCS. 
and I'm rooting for anybody to stop the Astros, but I just know that this is their time of year, and you know they have muscle memory, and they're getting healthy, and they know what to do, and their their stadium is a house of horrors, their ballpark, Minute Maid, like it just, it sucks. I, I, I just know the more things change, the more they stay the same. I thought that this would be the year, right? There's no teams that go back to back. I thought that this would be the year that the Astros would fall off. Nah, they're they're gonna be right in the mix. I I, I think the Braves are gonna get them this year, though. I think the Braves. Uh, well, the, we good, got a man. long way to go to the World be... Series. We thought the Braves would be in the World Series potentially last year in the Phillies. Yeah. But I think in, I think, in, I think the, in the American League, it's just more like in the in the American League. If you were to say like you know you're saying Astros Braves, if you were saying the American League, you think it's the Astros? Yeah, because I don't think those kids in Baltimore. Are really like that yet? I don't think they have the experience yet to, you know, the most experienced postseason player on the Baltimore Orioles is Aaron Hicks. I don't think they have it to go toe to toe in a seven game series with the Astros. But in the National League, yeah. I want to see Braves, Dodgers. I think the Braves will do it. Congrats to them. The NL East is over. They won the division back to back years. Um, but maybe the Dodgers can knock them off, and maybe the Phillies get hot again. And and I don't know. I, I think that's pretty much much it. But in the in the American League, I don't think Tampa is good enough. I don't think Toronto or the Rangers or yeah. definitely not the Minnesota Twins. Like you said, the Orioles they peaked a little earlier, they, you know, but they're not going to be in hell with the Astros in a, a long series. And I, uh, you know, like you said, man, um, Braves they're, they're going to be the team that I think they're going to be the team to beat. Yeah, and I'd like to see Ronnie. I'd like to see Ronald Acuna Jr get to play in a World Series and win one because I know he feels some type of way yeah. about them winning one the year he got hurt. And how crazy is it that, yeah. like, Matt Olson, Matt Olson might flirt with 60 home runs. Matt Olson, oh, yeah. Matt Olson has broken their their franchise record for home runs, and they oh, won a World Series with Freddie Freeman, lost him. Alex Anthopoulos was literally in tears about it. He goes and does his and job. He got him right out of Oakland, right? And then he goes and gets got Matt. Oh Oakland. my goodness! Like, like I, I yeah. wish I had a GM like that. <laughs> hey, and it's good to see the Yankees bring up these kids, man. Hey, keep you have a good night, man. Appreciate the call, but yeah, it's good to see the kids, but it's not. You know, it's not. It's not. I want October baseball in the Bronx. I can't. I like. I, I, I like. I can't get over it, bro. Can't get over it, bro. When I was a kid, I watched on TV. I want to be a part of it. My one day, one day I'm going to work in New York. One day I'm going to live up there. I'm going to be able to go to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, okay. You can, son. You can work hard and do well in school. And maybe you'll get a job one day in the city and you'll be close to Yankee Stadium. I'm not driving you all the way up to the Bronx, but, you know, one day. So I grew up watching the Yankees win all these World Series and parades and Nobody ever took me to Yankee Stadium as a kid, and I was far away. Now I'm right here. I can drive to Yankee Stadium in 45 minutes, no traffic from my crib. I can get on the train from my crib and get to the stadium in an hour. And there are only a handful of games left. And it it breaks my heart that the Yankees are not going to be in the postseason this year. And it's another wasted year of Aaron Judge's prime and Garrett Cole's prime and, and my prime, too. (laughs) <laughs> My prime as a fan, too. Um, when we had the 2020 COVID year and there was no baseball in the Bronx, like it just felt empty and and strange and it was just not right. 2021, they go to Boston and they lose the one 
game wild card, the single elimination wild card game in Boston. That's all she wrote. We go through all of October. We can't pull up to 161st and River and get that feeling, that cold. Like I just, I just looked at my closet. I moved and um, from my old apartment. One of the last things we did, we just forgot the coat closet with like winter clothes. Uh, winter coats were like one of the last things we moved. I just forgot about it. And it, it got me tight because one of my prized possessions, I remember when I when I first started working here, I came on Boomer and Geo. We had a photo day here, um, and I had on my Yankees jacket with all the patches on it and his World Series champions, and I got all my pins from, like, all-star games and different ballparks and things on it. It's literally my prized possession. And when we moved and I put all the, the coats, all the clothes, all the, um, I can't even say, well, like, all the coats, all the jackets, I'll say jackets, put all the jackets in the coat closet. I moved my Yankee jacket in there, and I'm like, damn, I'm not even going to get to wear this to the stadium when it's cold. <sighs> Shake my head. Mark's in Tom's River on the fan. Go for it, Mark. Yeah, I appreciate you taking my call, Jersey Shore guy. I just want to talk a little Yankee baseball. I mean, Yes, appreciate the youth, yeah, appreciate the youth injection, but at some point, like, the mediocrity is just overbearing. You yeah. know, I grew up at a time where it was bye-bye Balboni, Wayne Tollison, Mike Gallego. Like, what are we doing here? You know, like, we're going to win a few games at the end of the year, end up three games outside of a wild card and call it a success? Yeah, That's- we'll take some moral victories. The the 27-time champs, the $7 billion almighty New York Yankees were taking moral victories you know, come out to the stadium and get your Aaron Judge 62 bobblehead next Saturday. I'll be there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, where is it? Where, where are we getting a guy out of the farm system like Ronald Acuna? I mean, like. We had I mean, one in Jason can... Dominguez, and now we don't have one. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... you speak of injuries. I mean, it could. I guess it could be worse. I mean, the Mets had it. You know, those injuries were out of control for over the last four or five years before they replaced yeah, you know, I got to tell you, it's funny. Like you talk about going up to the game as a Jersey Shore guy. Yeah, you know that was like it's in the mid eighties, early nineties. Like you know, mom and dad driving up there. No, not happening. Zero chance. So getting a chance to live in Manhattan and live in Bayside was good. And probably saw a little more Jason Degrom than I did, you know, Yankee baseball. But but still got to the stadium pretty quickly. Thanks for the call, Mark. Shout out to Tom's River. Yeah. Nah, you know, I brought my mom to the stadium for the first time on Mother's Day two years ago. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I used to sit crisscross applesauce in front of the TV and watch the Yankees, and it was like a, a movie. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got a break. I'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. During the time that I worked with Roger Clemens, I injected him on numerous occasions with steroids and human growth hormone. I also injected Andy Pettit and Chuck Knobloch with HGH. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Right back at it on The Fan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling up. 877-337-6666. We talk sports here. This is New York. And uh, the New York Jets fans are feeling some kind of way right now about their season. And let's get back to the topic at hand. But not just on Zach Wilson, but on the effect outside of New York. The NFL is king. Everybody watches the NFL. That Monday night football game was the most watched I don't know. I'll get the stats on it exactly, but it broke records for the amount of people watching that. Everybody saw Aaron Rodgers go down, and you know what? The Jets were in line to have a bunch of primetime games this season. As a Dallas fan, you've probably heard me call the Dallas Cowboys America's team to laugh at because for years growing up, I felt like they set up the Cowboys for embarrassment. Why Why are we always the only team on? Why are we the only game on? Why, why do I have to feel like this knowing everybody saw this game? Because sometimes you can hide on Sundays, right? Sometimes you can hide on Sundays if you're, I don't know, the Bears versus Lions game at 1 o'clock. I mean, they might see the highlights on Red Zone. They might see the highlights on uh, Sports Center, But for the most part, they don't see every three and out, every punt, you know, every mistake in the game. So now the NFL is going to have to pivot a bit. And they did change the, I You know, I, I know they changed it to uh, flex scheduling uh, can be used twice between weeks 5 and 10, anytime between weeks 11 and 17 to move games in and out of Sunday night football. Like, they don't want now, right? And that's another thing. I know Jets fans want to believe in Zach Wilson. And, and you're going to be singing that song until you're not in, like, two weeks. But, like, believe. Believe in your team. Believe in your season. That's what you're supposed to do. You're a fan. But it's so obvious the writing is on the wall. The NFL is trying to figure out. Now it's a headache for the NFL. The NFL is trying to figure out, oh, without Aaron Rodgers, how do we get some different games on here? I don't know. Uh, our ratings could go down if we got Zach Wilson. So it's a little bit of a prime time headache. Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. And um, it's leaving the league in a, in a tough spot. So I'm reading an article on USA Today. It says, in less than three weeks, the New York Jets will make their first appearance on Sunday Night Football. It's been 12 years since they've been on Sunday Night Football. You know, the biggest drama. I remember thinking about uh, the Orioles. The Orioles had gone something like 18 years without being on Sunday Night Baseball until they got good and, and got scheduled against the Yankees. But um, that Chiefs game, it's a good game to go to. Or it was, thinking that we would get Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. They're not trying to put Patrick Mahomes versus Zach Wilson on national television. So they're trying to figure that out. Um, the article goes on to say Aaron Rodgers will not be participating. Oh, okay, there's the, the numbers I was looking for. It was the most watched 
Monday Night Football contest with 22.64 million viewers across all channels and streaming options. That's the most since ESPN, the network, got the rights to Monday Night Football in 2006. I was a senior in high school. So, the Aaron Rodgers effect is real. I wanted to see the guy play. If you heard me speak on the fan, I'm like, I live 20 minutes from MetLife Stadium. I wanted to go watch some good offense. I wanted to watch some good quarterbacking. I wanted to watch them go to work. I wanted to see him and Garrett Wilson. I wanted to see him and McCole Hardman and Brees Hall and those guys. That's no more. So as Jets fans are hurt because your dreams of a Super Bowl and playoffs are done, you know, the rest of us are missing out too. There's fantasy implications. There's a ton of people that were crying about FanDuel not refunding their future bets and not refunding the parlays that were built in with Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football. DraftKings did. I, I guess DraftKings is really getting money like that. <laughs> I know that first week, week one, DraftKings is like, we done scraped y'all for so much money week one here. Take your Aaron Rodgers money back. But FanDuel's like, no, 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 we'll keep that. We're trying to launch like FanDuel TV, and we're trying to make FanDuel like a, I mean, we got FanDuel sports books, like physical sports books you go to. We're not giving y'all your money back. But yeah, so what I'm saying is this Aaron Rodgers thing, it hurts the entire NFL. You know, Dalvin Cook said it. He's like, the league is better when Aaron Rodgers is on the field. We've never seen Aaron Rodgers have a season-ending injury. As soon as he puts on the Jets jersey, of course. Let's go to Mike in Ramstown on the fan. What's up, Mike? At the old Ramstown field. It's 9 a.m. So you have to get up. Yo, yo, yo. Mike. You got to start from the EMP. All right, I don't know what's going on over there, bro. I'm going to just put Mike on hold. Let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let me pick somebody that's ready to go. Steve is in Manhattan on the fan. You there, Steve? Loopy on a late night. Here we go, folks. Here we go, folks. Now I'm getting into my regular time. I say good morning when we get on the other side, and anything can happen with these calls. You know, people can fall asleep while they're on hold. People could be holding for too long. They might have been holding from uh, the 13th <laughs> to the 14th. And then when it's their time to rock on the fan, they're not there. So I just lost two of my five calls. Let's see if Tom on Long Island is ready to go. How you doing, Keith? I'm ready. Hey, there it is, Tom. How's everything? Great. How are you? That's good. I'm not too great, Keith. Um, You're a Jets fan? Oh, I'm a Jets fan. Uh, listen, watching Rodgers go down for 75 seconds is arguably one of the more painful things I've watched in my 27 years. I didn't get to fan. see it live, and that's that's an eerie thing for me, too. I, had, I like people, My bosses here at WFAN are like, where are you? You got to get to the station. They just postponed the game. I'm like, I'm one foot out the door. Uh, and I didn't get to actually see it live. So I... I I don't even understand the pain, but I could imagine like like watching the game and just being zapped like that, like whoop, done. It feels like all the hype, everything you're excited for, right? The team was selected on, you know, HBO Hard Knocks because of the anticipation, the hype behind them. Because everyone thought that they were so close. I, I called it a Madden curse. They, I I told y'all they like, were just a quarterback away. That's what everyone felt, right? Yeah, but they... the point of my call, the point of my call, Keith, is that he's hurt now, right? There's nothing we can do. We're not. He's not coming back. He's done for the year. So it's next man up. The next man up is Zach Wilson. 
And although not every Jets fan might be optimistic about Zach Wilson, I am one of those Jets fans. For how long? And I can, I have been optimistic about Zach Wilson so long as he's had a running game. He's six and one with Brees Hall. They are a grounded. No, I mean, like, for for how long will you hold out hope and be optimistic that Zach Wilson can be an NFL quarterback, uh, good enough of a quarterback with all the talent around him this season to lead this team? Like, how long are you, how long is your leash on Zach Wilson before you're saying I can't watch this kid play quarterback anymore? We need someone else. I think that right now with this team they have, they have a good defense. They can ground and pound the ball. This is Rex Ryan 2.0 here with more talent at the receiver position. They have a better defense than Ryan, in my opinion. They have a more talented quarterback in Wilson. He's not as good of a game manager as Sanchez was, but they have a better run game. We need Zach Wilson to make maybe five throws a game. Maybe five five throws? To win. To win, yes, to win. This is a team with a great defense. Not not five completions, but five like first down, move the chains, five big throws, right? Big, maybe big like throws, nah, you like, gotta have, you gotta make more than five good throws in this NFL because you're gonna have to move the sticks and you're gonna have to throw some into the end zone. It gets tight down there in the red zone. You might might not be able to just run it in. Massive. You guys know that from going to I don't know going to Minnesota last year with Mike White. This is a team that does not have. Trust me, Zach Wilson is more talented than Mike White. Mike White was a better game manager than Zach Wilson. I agree. But Zach Wilson needs to make five good throws that move the change that feel like a momentum-changing throw, right? That's it. Again, that's it. That's not a lot to ask. And then they can ground and pound, and they can shut down any offense. They proved that last week. This defense looks unbelievably talented. And, by the way, just let me bring this up. What is the last team you remember in recent history, right, with a very talented defense with a very mediocre quarterback that made a deep run? It's the 49ers in 2020 with Jimmy G. No one thinks Jimmy G is that great of a quarterback. I don't think anyone is sitting here he and saying, oh, my like God, Jimmy G. He got paid like it, right? But, like, does anyone really believe Jimmy G is a great quarterback? No, even still. No. And what led that 49ers team to the Super Bowl? It was a great defense and a strong run game. They were a deep shot away from probably winning that Super Bowl. Who led that 49ers defense in 2020? It was Robert Sala. My point is here, Zach Wilson, listen, you can say what you want about him. You can hate him. You can love him, whatever. The kid wins with a running game. He's proven that. He's 6-1 with Brees Hall in the lineup. He needs to make five big throws a game where he moves the chains and they feel like momentum-changing throws. That's it. This team can run the ball. They proved that Monday night, and they can shut down any offense. They proved that also Monday night with – by the way, this is not like exactly, you know, some middle-tier offense. This is an offense that's regarded as one of the best fans in the league. And not for nothing, the special teams beyond that also look good. The punter looked good. Like, I know no one talks about that, but, like, field No, they we've been the talking about their punter. Very well. we, yeah, we know, we know that's a uh... – They played it well. This is, the, this is the little things, though, that a team without Aaron Rodgers will need to do to be successful. And the last team in recent memory that did that is – the 49ers of 2020, which was the Robert Sala-led defense. It's the whole reason why he got hired as a head coach. Listen, I don't love him, right? I don't love him. It's not going to be like a sexy quarterback, but he can get it done is my point. Yeah, he's the guy. You really you really don't have any time to pivot to a, a veteran that's not signed right now. You don't have any time to go outside of the organization. Their plan, clearly, for the last two months 
longer was that Zach Wilson is going to learn under Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers and be ready to be the backup in case Rodgers goes down. So here we are. And again, we don't need him to be throwing the ball, you know, 30 times a game. Drop him back 18 times, right? If he makes five big throws of those 18 times, completing maybe 12 passes, maybe 11 to like nine, that that's a, that probably wins them games at this point. With this defense that they have, that will probably win them games. That is all this team needs to do. And there's a guy, by the way, up in New England who will be licking his chops of this team, knowing what he can do with it. Because this is all he does up in New England, outside of the Brady era, right? This is all he's done outside of the Brady era. They can win. What are you saying, They Mac, can win with Zach Wilson. You're saying that's all I'm Mac saying, Jones does? No, I'm Bill Belichick's doing that with Mac Jones? Run, run, Mac Jones is better run, than Zach Wilson by a good margin. Uh, they, he's, come on, they run the ball all games. That, Mac Jones makes a few passes to get a first down. That's it. They run the ball and they play good defense. That's all they do. I know. It's going to look different this year when you see Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones. Good call, Tom. That was good. Like, I was looking for somebody that was ready to go, that, like, knew what they wanted to say, had a message, had some bullet points, delivered it. Great, but I'm about to throw water on all that. We keep going back to last year, saying that Zach Wilson was 6-1 and one with Brees Hall, and we keep going back to last year with this defense. And I watched those games last year. Um, first off, that was Joe Flacco that had that miracle in Cleveland where they won 31-30. So that doesn't go on Zach Wilson's resume. And then the, the, the common denominator, the common theme about the wins with the Jets last year was that they were facing backup quarterbacks and mediocre teams. So let's go through it quickly before we go to break. That win in P-Town against the Pittsburgh Steelers. My boy Kenny Pickett got into that game. That was the first game action he saw, right? Mitchell Trubisky started that game. And Trubisky, they just realized, wasn't getting it done. It wasn't enough. But good on Zach Wilson in that game. Zach Wilson in that game goes 18-36, for 252, a touchdown. But, yeah, you remember he had two picks. He had two interceptions. Brees Hall had a touchdown, 66 yards on the ground. But whatever, the Giant, or, uh, the Jets win. The Jets are able to go on the road and beat uh, Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, a fresh rookie quarterback, a backup quarterback. They get they get that win. So we'll count it. But, like, the Steelers, well, the Steelers were not a playoff team last year. That's not an, impress, an impressive win that carries over to this year. But we can keep referencing it. The Dolphins, they put up a 40-burger on the Dolphins in the Meadowlands. Who was quarterbacking the Dolphins? Was that Tua? Oh, no. Teddy Bridgewater was supposed to be the guy. He gets knocked out of the game. They got to go to a rookie third-string quarterback in Skylar Thompson. So they're able to beat Skylar Thompson at home and have a good time because of that defense against a rookie quarterback. Zach Wilson goes 14-21 for 210 yards, no touchdowns. But Brees Hall goes for 97 yards, almost gets a hundo on the ground. He has a tud. Michael Carter has two touchdowns. Braxton Berrios scores a touchdown. Zach Wilson scores a touchdown. Is that the game that Zach Wilson was hitting the gritty? I was like, oh, I didn't even know he was like that. Yeah, had a pretty decent gritty on him. Backup quarterback. So that's backup. That's back-to-back games, not just against backups, but rookies. Okay, so they go to Green Bay, and this is when Aaron Rodgers started thinking about some things. They go to Green Bay, and they face 
the almighty Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers takes an L. Sauce Gardner's had the cheese the cheese head on at the end of the game. And uh, Brees Hall really did his thing. He had a nice run in that game. He, he goes for 116 on the ground and a touchdown. Zach Wilson manages the game enough. Just 10 completions, you know, 10, 10 for 18, 110 yards. And that win is valid going into Lambeau on the road against an all-time great quarterback that that ended up being your quarterback for four plays this year. I'll give him credit for that one. That one carries over. But really, that was a Brees Hall game going over 100 yards, ground and pound. Like, Zach Wilson had to complete 10 passes. All right, okay. So we, we'll keep it moving from there. The Broncos. The Jets go to Denver and beat the Broncos. Who was quarterback of the Broncos? Brett Ripon? Who the hell is Brett Ripon? Yeah, I don't know. That's another one of those games last year that I can't write home about this year. Going on the road to beat Brett Ripon? I guess, I guess it counts, but it's like it doesn't carry enough weight to be referencing it this year. Tom talked about five passes. Zach Wilson has to make five throws. Two of those might have to be end zone passes, touchdowns. Let's say the other three are first downs. What if he doesn't make the five throws? What if he only makes three? Those can be the swings in a game. Those could be the punts in a game. These guys are going to get frustrated. Garrett Wilson is already frustrated with the guy. Garrett Wilson's coming in thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a top fantasy wide receiver this year. I'm about to eat. JK. These guys turned on him last year. If he's not ready to go and looking like an NFL quarterback in Jerry World with 80,000 screaming fans for the opening of that stadium, those guys are going to get pissed off. The fans are going to get pissed off watching, and it's going to be a ton of pressure on this kid again. He went through it last year. I think he can handle it. But I have not seen anything on film in a game in preseason last year, whatever, to think that Zach Wilson's just going to turn something on or Nathaniel Hackett is going to have some game plan that makes him make five throws in a game that help the Jets win the game. I understand there's a lot of talent on, on defense, special teams, or whatever, but I didn't even get through half the schedule last year that we just we're talking about the, him going six and one and the seven games. Like those ga- they they beat backup quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, and then they took a nosedive at the end of the season with Mike White and, and ultimately Chris Strebler, and we're really grasping at straws here to come up with a reason, come up with a way, ifs and maybes and possibilities for Zach Wilson to lead this team to victory this week and beyond and make the playoffs. I don't see it. 877-337-6666. One more hour to go. Call me up. We'll be right back. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.